Flames are on the road. And they sure like winning. Dylan and Chris from the Archer MGM Podcast, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Let's get into it. Straight away. It comes back to Backlund one more time. Top of the circle. Delay penalty here. A shot. Score! Hey, Dylan, can you tell me what's happened in the last five games? Uh, Lots of winning. At least four uh, of them, right? Uh, four, four wins and one loss, and the only loss was against Tampa. So, uh, no, can't really complain too much about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty hard building to win in. So, I thought we've, we've been playing pretty good lately. I mean, it, honestly, I thought we were playing pretty good even before we started winning uh a little bit maybe the two new jersey games are pretty good and uh yeah yeah but yeah the two the two in 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 new york area were were decent games for sure we at least squeaked out a point out of out of the island on that one uh since we got back on that road trip uh, apparently the boys just needed uh some some home cooked meals and uh comforts of home or whatever it may have been um we did the uh, Winnipeg on on the twelfth on on Saturday. The game I was at, a lot of fun. Uh, my my son and uh, and his girlfriend were in town for for that week, so we went to that game. Calgary won three to two. It was, was that the the was that Rosiska's first game? His first game. His first game in this um, season, or. I'm no, sorry, not this no. season, but in in this recent stretch, because uh, he's been ripping it up. He really has been ripping game. it up. Yeah, I think it was like a second or third, because because Rooney was out for a number there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, he he did score in that game. Yeah, he got two points in that game. Uh, Lindholm got off his schneid in that game. Started scoring a little bit more. Yeah. Um. I. How do you feel about that? Lindholm, Rosiska. I don't even really want to add to Foley. Like to Foley's been good. Don't get me wrong, but the the chemistry there is really Lindholm and Rosiska. Which which a lot of coaches will tell you that that it's not Duos. necessarily the 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 trio of a line. It's it's the chemistry of a couple of, of players, right? Whether it be your center and left and or center and right. But I mean, I'm I'm loving the chemistry. There there seems to be a a definite balance between uh Rizika and 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 Lindholm on that line. Yeah. I I you know it's if if you remember last year Sutter was mentioning that uh he was taking a lot of heat cuz cuz Adam wasn't getting a lot of time and and he, and he just flat out said that he thinks Adam is a would be a waste on the third and fourth lines of of this team. He has more talent yeah. than that. Um, so now he's been given that opportunity on on the first line, and geez, I mean, he, he he seems to be fitting right in. He doesn't look out of place at all. No, he doesn't. And <laughs> honestly, like even last year when he first came back, or when he first uh, slotted in, you could tell he had a lot of playmaking ability. Mm-hmm. Um, last year he wasn't so good at at. Um, uh, using his size at the NHL NHL level, 
because sure. he's quite he's he's a big boy. But uh, I found this year he's really come into his own as far as being confident with his size and muscling guys off the puck and using his size to to keep pucks and to draw defenders in to to make plays to Lindholm or to Foley or whoever and uh, and let let them take take shots. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, since since he's kind of been up on that line playing with 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 Lindholm, you know, even Toffoli's snuck in on on some points as well. Yeah. You know, the the game after against LA, Toffoli had two points. Um, because he that did. was just a shit show. <laughs> that was a shit show, wasn't it? You know, like he he uh, he he assisted on on uh, one of Adam's goals as well, and. Yeah. And uh no, sorry. Sorry, it was, Lindy's. Uh, it was Lindholm, yeah. Um and and as well as got a goal himself. So like that Defoli, whole line fully assisted on one of Rizisca's goals that game too. He did. Yeah, you're right. Three point night. Three point night and three point night for, for Lindy and uh and uh and a two point night for, for Adam on that on that night against LA. So yeah. I mean, like that's that's your top line producing right there. And 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 let's be honest. Now that you know that that for whatever reason, um, we just called it because it was after after injury. So we're putting Jonathan Huberdo uh, on the third line, and I do that in quotes because um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, here. like like I don't I don't think that's third line per se. Um, you know, it might be forty five seconds to a minute and a half of less ice time than. In the number one on line, right? Game. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about that yeah. in a little bit. Okay. So, um, but yeah, that that game again. Honestly, it was a defensive shit show both ways. Um, neither yeah. goalie was particularly good. Um, this Arthur Kelly of kid for LA looks fucking good. Uh. But yeah, uh, it, it was a fun game to watch, but it was also one of those ones you know Souther fucking hates. Well, well, yeah. I mean, how do you not hate uh, you know a six five? You know, being you know, I'm 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 an ex defensive player. I'm not a fan of yeah of you know of that type of score. It's fun when you're in the stands and jumping out of your seat every time the the horn goes off and the flames are going off in the in the in the rafters, but. Yeah, no, they, it was a shit show of a game for sure. Um, it was really nice to see Dowdy, as I refer to him as Pouty, um, have Get booed every time he touched the puck. Yeah, well, I mean that's 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 one thing, but it was just nice to see him have probably one of the worst games he's had in the last five years. Yeah, and yeah. W- without Kachuk in his face too, so that was mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to know that he's that somehow he's still in his head, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, it's good to know that it's just the emblem that's in his head now, and not not Matthew himself. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, fast forward a couple days to the Lightning game. We went out <laughs> on the road, hit up Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, the the Florida guys and Coleman were all saying how much they really wanted that win. They they hate playing there. Um, yep. Well, the Florida guys hate playing there because the Lightning are so good. Let's be honest, um, and they proved it because. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they, they, that, loss. Was, that was a completely one-sided or lopsided game. Um, it was. 
one of the biggest takeaways that I that I took out of that is just simply watching the the size difference of the two teams. Like, not talking about height, because but there is quite a bit of a height uh, disadvantage how, on the Flames. But I think it's just because Hedman and Sergachev play so much. It's just the two of them. It, you know, it could very well be that. But I just found most times you're looking at the guys on the ice together, whether whether they're lining up for a face-off, whether they're in a scrum after a play. Like, they play bigger. They play way bigger. Well, they play bigger, but just like the actual physical size of 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 the players was just noticeably different, in in my opinion. Noticeably different. Fair enough. Um, you know, maybe it was most times that I looked up and and was watching it. You know, maybe it was, you know, Mangiapane or Dubé or you know, just smaller. One of the uh, smaller guys on yeah, un, yeah, unopposing style. You know, opposed to you know some of the big boys that 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 play in Tampa that. Yeah, you know, and, and like and, even even some of our best players, like uh, Lindholm, for instance, he's you know he's not small, but he doesn't play big. He plays really smart, but he doesn't play big. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's in the way, but he's not imposingly in the way. Yeah, um, and and to be honest, I prefer him to play that way. I don't know if you remember a few years ago in the playoffs, he was trying to hit everything that moved, and it just. It doesn't fit him. It doesn't it fit him. Peels it, him out of the way because he's good at interceptions. Exactly. Yeah, it yeah. got him. It got him away from what his actual game is, which, which yeah. is being positionally sound, um, whether it be with his body, whether it's with with a stick. And I'm not talking about hitting people, but just rubbing people out and just being in the right spot to take away the puck, and or 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 receive the pass and score. Yeah. So when he's playing that weird, you know. I think it's playoff style hockey. It just doesn't fit his mantra. That's not his style, and so he, yeah. he you know, he, he's way more effective playing what he what he truly is. I agree. Um, you know what that Tampa Bay game really brought to light for me, even more than I, you know, I've I've been saying this for for years. It's why mm-hmm. I have wanted, you know, ironically enough, Line a to to be a flame. For a couple of years, I know we've talked about that lots in the last few years, especially with Johnny not having a right winger for a few years there and Line always being on the trade block. Yeah. Uh, not working so well this year because Line has been hurt that whole time. But we haven't had a one-timer option. And Steven Stamkos, one-timer. Nikita Kucherov, one-timer. Bam, bam. Uh, like, they win cups because partially because they're ripping one-timers accurate in the back of the net without thinking about it. Yeah. And we don't have that option. We need that option. Um, Lindholm kind of has a few times in, in his time in Calgary, but, and so is Mangiapane, honestly, but like even in Philly, he had like a wide open net and just ripped a one timer, like fucking 17 feet wide. Yeah. Um, I, but, yeah. I I feel like we have more options at the one timer. It's just not a play that that Daryl sets up and and looks for. Like I you think I, so. I, I don't yeah. think we have guys that like doing it. Like even hi- historically on other teams they've been on, they've they haven't been like even to mm-hmm. Foley. He's been 
Oh, a, a, a wrist. Yeah, Toffoli's a wrister. Shot. Yeah, for sure. Toffoli yeah. is. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I I honestly think that Lindholm could be that guy, um, but he's just. I do so, too. He's so good in front of the net too, though, right? Yeah, and and he does have a really good wrister as well. Like if you remember last year, some of those, um, you know, Kachuk and and Johnny behind the net, just out front to Lindholm, just bang in the net. Yeah. And those weren't slap shots. Those were just on on the stick and wristed in 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 a corner. Yeah, you know, and and so I mean, he's really good at that. But I think he would actually. He also have had the time and space. That's true. Because Kachuk and and Gaudreau really made the defensemen um, gravitate towards <laughs> to where they were. Yeah. Um, and Lindholm is really good at finding soft spots, and I found that that's been happening a lot uh, lately with with Ruziska too, mm-hmm. um, to a, to a much lesser extent, but it's been happening more, and it's been good to see. Um, well, I I think I think Adam's playmaking ability is going to increase throughout the season um, as, as he starts to kind of get and and feel comfortable within his own ability. You think that's a long term <laughs> thing? You think I. I'd like I, to see him stay there until he he proves otherwise. I don't see him come. I mean, it's. I think it's going to have to be a big falter for him to come off. Yeah. Um. And 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 one of the reasons are, um. The the Huberto, uh topic that that will will hit on, in in a little bit. Yeah. Um, which again, like not not negative towards Huberto in any fashion. I no. I, th- I think he's found a a spot on on the team, and I think it's actually going to be very good moving forward. I agree. Do you want to talk about the Philip Myers goal? The Philip Myers goal? Yeah. No, I don't. Okay. okay. Yeah, I didn't think you did. <laughs> um, uh, it, was go- <laughs> it was shitty. It was shitty. Yeah, it 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 I I didn't I didn't appreciate it. <laughs> That's a good way of saying it. Okay, <laughs> let's go to the Florida game. Uh five four yeah. shootout win, huge emotional game. Uh I just heard uh I just watched a video of uh Huberto and Uyghur actually mic'd up during that the warm up and the pregame and everything and that. Um yeah, you could tell they were those two were really uh pumped up and emotional about being there. Uh you could really tell. Uh yeah, they, they wanted to win that game. Absolutely. And um, like yeah. They're they both, in my opinion, struggled throughout that game because I thought they were trying too hard. Um which is kind of unfortunate. I know the the people of Florida. Given, um, you know the, the podcast we we were on Friday night, and uh, I think aired on on uh, on Saturday in for the Florida uh, crew there. Yeah, there even the fans were emotional and and super excited to see the return of of you know a couple of players that were you know you know bred in in the industry in in Florida, which is not a a normal thing for that organization and not a normal thing for the fan base. Yeah. So I, I think they were, you know, the fans were excited to see them. Um, even watching some of the videos uh, from, from pregame and stuff like the Absolutely. fans were, 
super excited and and Huberdeau was you know clearly excited i you know i, I believe uh they you know he went out for dinner with a, with a couple of the florida guys on yeah. uh, on friday night so i i'm hoping that they were able to get some closure on on that deal because they certainly didn't get any during the summer given the the situation in which they were traded and the get the emotional uh, monkey off their back exactly right mm-hmm. i mean given the the hour in which they're traded on a friday evening in the middle of the year or middle of the summer sorry um so i hope they're able to to get get that off their back and and just kind of move on with with yeah, what's Bill happening Zito didn't handle that very well he really didn't right yeah it was he, very unprofessional but yeah yeah, a couple of guys that, in my opinion, deserved more given what they gave to yeah. the organization. And like, uh, I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of you know Huberto's agent. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, what's his name, Alan Walsh. I think he he's just a little bit too integrated into everything to do with his client clients' careers as opposed to just their contracts. <laughs> I think um, uh, there's a lot to dislike with when it comes to Walsh. Yeah, but uh, the fact that Zito didn't even tell Walsh, you know, Huberto called Walsh and said, hey, I, I hear I've been traded. And Walsh was like, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and usually the I, agents, it, it, from what I gather, usually the agents told first and the agent's yeah. the one that tells the player. And then the agent had to call um Apparently, the agent had to call Zito, and Zito told him, and then the agent called Huberdo and said, oh, yeah, you're also going with Uyghur. Like, you, apparently, Zito straight up talked to to Huberdo for, like, three seconds, like like a minute or two type of thing, just like, right. hey, you've been traded to Calgary. Uh, it's been great. Bye. And that's like it. Yeah. I, I think I think when it comes to something like that, it, it kind of speaks to how respected Walsh is in the industry as far as owners go. Yeah. Personally. Um yeah. I I mean I don't really know much about him other than what I you know I I get to see once I mean he, he's in the he's in the headlines at least three times a season. Yeah. And right? remember he was the the um throw leak he was for a leaks agent too and for yeah. leak uh you know said he didn't want out but walsh was saying he wanted out and for leak was like i actually didn't and then that rift yeah. between um between walsh and and uh tree living would at you know he's he's just not a very respected dude i don't think um well, he's not respected he's not respectful yeah like if, i mean you know not not saying that that's the reason why the the that trade was handled in in the way it was i believe that's how, the reason why i was that that huberdo was not informed uh like he should have been cuz you're right cuz normally that situation goes to the agent first and then they yeah. give the news to their player but yeah anyways back to the game um back to the game so so Rizisca fucking two goals that game. Uh Chucky scored on us late to uh to tie the game up. Uh but yeah. then, you know, 
shootout win for for us, including a Huberto shootout goal, which was huge for him. You could tell uh, even the the crowd was into that, even though it was against them. Um, And it's funny, I I was listening to a radio hit earlier today with uh, Ryan Leslie, and he was talking about that building. He said he's been that to that building several times and he's never seen nearly that many people there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously they, you know, the, the it, it attracted a crowd. Um, yeah. the, you're, you are right in that, uh, that shootout goal, you know, the crowd kind of jumped out of their seat, which is great. Right. Yeah. Give, give the man the props that he deserves. What I also found to be interesting is when Anderson scored his goal, how loud the arena was for that as well. Yeah. That actually surprised wanted, me. Yeah. I wanted to to bring that up too, because have, have you ever seen Anderson on the shootout? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't uh, remember if I have. Actually, he, I don't know if it was in the shootout. It might have been uh, penalty, penalty shot. shot. Yeah. Okay. I know that he, he scored that as well. Yeah. I know that he said that he does that in practice. And I know that he said that he did that in Stockton. He was one of the shootout guys in Stockton and did right. that move a lot. Um, but that was, it was beautiful. crazy patience. Like, like obviously it's a move he does, but like, yeah, I was really impressed with that. I, I was like, I can't believe Raz. Like <laughs> I love Razzie, but I did not know he had that in his, in his repertoire. And, and look at where he scored that goal from. Like he was what a foot away from, the goal line, yeah, yeah. And he, when exactly. he put that in and just, just pure snipe the corner. And absolutely, that, that, that was unreal. And absolutely Which, weighted, weighted uh, Spencer Knight out too. Yeah, not bad for a defenseman. Yeah, <laughs> and, you know uh, the only reason why he did that is because when he when he shoots the puck from any sort of a distance, he can't hit the net. Yeah, but if he's patient and thinks about and shoots a shot. Ah, damn, he's got some aim. Absolutely. You hear that, Um, Rasmus? Do that more often. Hit the net. I'm curious what you think about the Colin White goal where uh, uh, Markstrom was behind the net and kind of served it up. In in my opinion, there were three people that blew an assignment as well as, I mean, Markstrom shouldn't have been behind the net in that situation. In my in that opinion. situation, no. Um, there are lots of situations where he should go there, but that's yeah, not one that's of not, them. That's not one of them. Yeah. Um, there should have been more more red jerseys, I guess, or white jerseys. Um, in, in and around the crease. Yeah. Like, that was what kind of blew me away. Obviously, Markstrom fucked up behind the net. But the fact that he was able to come around the way with that much time to to swoop it completely in. uncontested, right, and not touched, because yeah. um, I believe was Zadaroff on the on the ice on that one. I can't remember at this point, honestly. I don't. I don't recall either who who the defenders were. But if it's somebody like Zadaroff that, you know is known for punishing hits. If I was going to say, if time, it was Zadarov, that guy would have been on his ass. Even would, even after I would, he scored, he would have been on his ass. I would, sh- I would sure hope, right? Yeah. Because, it. I mean, 
that's that's what that play comes down to to me. Yes, Markstrom fucked up, but his players didn't bail him out in any way. Yeah, like they did nothing to there, stop. There was that nobody goal. around. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, and yeah, like, like the no. thing is, is even if Markstrom was in the net and White was behind the net, he shouldn't have had that much time and room. Even even if, yeah, you know, even if Markstrom was in the net, he shouldn't have yeah. been able to wrap it around like he did. There should have been somebody there. Yeah, and 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 I'm not. So like I'm I'm gonna go old school on you here. Like I'm not talking about a poke check or 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 a yeah. stick check. Knock his ass down. Yeah. As he's trying to come around the net. Like it's it's that easy. It's yeah. a complete it's a legal hit. It's a justified hit. And it's a common hit. Just be in Absolutely. position to make the play. Yeah. Anyways, no, that was one of those games where we scored, they scored. Well, we scored two, they scored two, we scored one, they scored one, we scored one, they scored one, right? So it was yeah. one of those no team could pull ahead, and whenever they did, the other team would score. Um, um, that that being said, uh, on on that uh, podcast that we're on on Friday, for, the FLA for the Cats podcast, it's yeah, the, you guys should check it out. Yeah, check it out on, on Spotify and iHeart, Apple, and all that. Um, David did mention that he thought it was going to be a 5-4 overtime win for Florida, and I reversed it on him, saying it would be a 5-4 overtime win for Calgary. Just like well, to point that out. High five for you. Right. right. Um, <laughs> and moving on, shall we, to the next game? <laughs> wow, just nothing, eh? Just, no, I, and, gave, uh, I, I gave you a high so, five. So then two days later, we were in fucking Philly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which again. No, I, I gave you a high five. You, uh, good, yeah. good job. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the love there. <laughs> so uh, we went into Philly. <laughs> we uh, we out hit Philly. Did Obviously, we out hit them? I believe we did. Um Philly is not the same Philly as they were in in the eighties, nineties. We we all know that, which is fine. Uh, no, no. Um, yeah. But we also outplayed Philly by by a large margin, uh, which um, we should have because they are absolutely decimated by injuries and they're a horrible team when they're not. So right, and the their coach sucks. Uh, yeah, I mean. If there's one thing that their coach is going to do is try to make them outwork us, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Especially, I mean, I think we should have just should have just brought uh, Bob back for uh, one game behind the net just to see what Torts did. Oh, that would be funny. Just, yeah. just like in in the locker room, just to yeah. just yeah. park him right outside the Philly locker room. That's right. Start our fourth <laughs> line. Of course, we need to have Big Earn back on on the scene just for that. Yeah, yeah. Brian, come back to Calgary, buddy. We miss you here. Um, Is he not there anymore? No, no. He, uh, I believe he's in the uh, GTO. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, um, unfortunately, I'd like to see him back in in these in these parts too. at least for the spring because I wanted I want to do some uh, fly, fishing fly fishing with the man. Yeah. So yeah, um, so I mean. Huberto gets on on the uh, on the scoreboard right away. 
you could tell he had you could tell he's played against Philly lots. You could tell he he's played against Hart. Yeah. Uh, on that play, you could tell he knew exactly what Hart thought he was going to do mm-hmm. and did the opposite and absolutely ripped one home. And you could tell that that kind of lifted uh, lifted a monkey, I suppose you could say, off of his back. Yeah. Lifted the spirits a little bit. Uh, speaking of monkey off the back, Dylan Dubé, second of the year. Yeah. Same line. Uh, as well as got Uyghur on the scoreboard, which. Uh... Which I'm sure he, I'm sure he appreciates not that he's necessarily there for points but um I know considering where where he was last year he, he did have pretty decent points uh as far as production went so I'm I'm glad that he was able to get on there. Yeah, me too. And I want to point this out because this is something Calgary does. Mm-hmm. No matter how many games um an opponent has played if that opponent has never scored an NHL goal, they're going to score it against Calgary. Yep. Uh, Tanner Lazinski, like, yes, the Lazinski. See, I don't even yep. know his fucking name. Yeah. Uh, scored his first NHL goal because that's what they do uh, against yep. Calgary. Uh, historically, for the last fucking 20 years. Odd years. Yeah, it's been <laughs> a long time. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're looking for a career first as far as point production, come to Calgary. Um, it doesn't stop there. Sometimes it's a, a first of the season. Sometimes it's a first with a new team. Sometimes it's a first hat trick. It, but it's it's a Calgary thing, isn't it? Oh, it absolutely is. First like, shutout. How, first. how many how many pucks do you think have been taped around and written on in the Saddle um, Dome for the opposing team? Too many. Way too many. Um. Anyways. Yeah. Um, I mean, that w- was that the one? Oh, no, the Faraby one was the one that was kind of a. Markstrom had no no chance on that one. Um, that the giveaway one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that in a second. Uh, Anderson scored. Yep. Which was good. Um, it was great. Uh, Mangiapani and Hannafin got assists on that one. Uh, it was a nice blast, which he should be doing more often. He should just be blasting and blasting and blasting. He should be taking Michael Stone lessons. Yep. Um, Pucks at the net. Yep. Um, and then Manjipani, of course, goes ahead and completely makes up for that assist he just got and uh, serves up a <laughs> giant pizza right up the middle of the ice for Joel Farabee, who is just, all alone in front of the net. And, and like a slow roll type pass. Like it, like, zero urgency on it just here i don't want it yeah um and then i mean we we get a couple of uh of nice a couple of empty netters empty netters which is good because we haven't been able to do that this year yeah Uh, coleman from 180 feet away that was a great shot it was a and he didn't even like he just whipped around and did it right it wasn't even yeah yeah so that's good veteran lewis got one Another veteran savvy, right? A lot yep. of, that that one was a lot more work. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, but um, you know, which what? we shouldn't have needed, but that's okay. We, you know, we'll take is. them. We'll take it, right? Because when you're sitting there late in the third, and it's and it's three to two, given how the Flames have been this year in the the ascent of games, I'm I was nervous. <laughs> I was too. Yeah, don't um, know why. I think that's the first really crappy team we've played 
Uh, so we we better fucking win that. I'd be fucking pissed if we didn't win that one. For sure. Um, yeah, for sure. The faceoffs were 50-50 that game. That doesn't happen very often. Right. Um, Which they shouldn't have been, in my opinion, but that's okay. Because the no. point production was there. Dude, they've they've got like fucking three players that you could name. Yeah. On their roster right now. And Carter Hurt's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure he's 100% in the faceoff dot. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, yeah. Right. So, so there's a there's there's our recap. So, should we take a quick break and then uh, come back with uh, maybe talk about a some talk about some Mangiapani, talk about some yeah. numbering lines, yep. stuff like that. Sounds good. I like it. Sounds good. We'll be right back, everybody. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age, some restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. So, Dylan, what do you think of the new line since uh, Huberto came back from injury? Uh, well, I mean, I think they've been working out pretty good. There have been lots of scoring. Uh, can't specifically say the defense has been any better, but the offense sure has. Um, yeah, agreed. I think uh, Huberdeau has found a spot uh, with an elite two-way center, as well as Blake Coleman uh, seems to be currently the only flame that can really receive a hard pass from Huberdeau. Uh Yeah, and I mean... Those are, in my opinion, I mean, other than maybe uh, maybe Lindholm, those are the only two guys on the Flames who never cheat you on effort. Yeah. Um, being uh, obviously Backlund and Coleman. And I just want to put this out there. Um, and I know that you hear, uh, you know, a lot of people who are watching this probably hear this lots on the radio or whatever, um, without stats to back it up. Uh, but... So Daryl says that, uh, you know, he doesn't number lines. Um, and in most games, they're, um, you know, the, the top three lines, it, you know, in most games since these lines have been put together, the top three lines have kind of had close to, you know, within a minute, minute and a half of ice time. And mm. that's great because that just means you have a more balanced attack, in my opinion. But Let's just take last game against Philly. Jonathan Huberdeau had 17 minutes of time yep. on ice. Michael Backlund had 18 minutes and 52 seconds of time on ice. Yep. Power per uh, penalty kill. Yep. And Elias Lindholm had 16 minutes and 11 minutes. Ruziska mm. had 11 minutes. Yeah. So let's be honest. 
if we're going to number lines based on how much ice time they're getting, Huberto and Backlund are getting way more time. Yeah, yeah. Even Coleman in the, was in sixteen thirty-two, right? Coleman was sixteen thirty-two, which is more than than Lindholm. Yeah. Um, you know, interesting to note on that uh, in in last night's game is you know Kadri, who we've always you know since the beginning of the season considered second line at fourteen minutes. Um, but one thing that I did notice, um, Luch was out there for thirteen, which is yeah. which is big. Lewis was out for 14, 13. Um, Rooney, not as much with uh, just shy of, of 10, 10 minutes, is, but yeah. um, Luch had a lot of playing time with other lines, um, especially when it came time to resetting after uh penalty kill. I found that Luch was almost on the ice exclusively every time. Uh, a lot of times oh. with, with uh, uh, Lindholm. Um, but yeah, like that's super balanced. Um, aside from from Rooney, obviously, but the rest of it is very, very balanced. That's that's impressive in in my opinion. Yeah, and like it to me. One thing I remember talking about when Huberto came over uh, originally in the summer was, um, you know, people who've listened to this podcast for a while know my disdain for Sam Bennett. But he's like Huberto gave Bennett and Duclair like career seasons far and above what they've ever had before. Yeah. Uh last season playing five on five with them most of the season. Um on their quote unquote second line. He he wasn't playing with Barkov and Verhage. He was playing with Bennett and Duclair most of the time, five on five. He got 115 fucking points. Right. Um, obviously, I, I highly doubt he's going to get that probably ever again. Um, I I doubt he's, you know, he'll he'll probably be close to about a point a game this year. Next year, if he's on our quote-unquote third line again with Backlund and, and Coleman, let's just say if he plays that whole season, if he gets 90 points, who fucking cares what line he plays on? Who cares how much ice time he gets? If he fucking, like, if he gets 90 points, gets that $10.5 million worth of points, who the fuck cares who he plays with? Well, especially if he's going to be playing 17 <laughs> to, to 19 minutes a night. Like, how do you call that a third line to begin with? Yeah, if, that's you know, quote-unquote third line, right? Like, yeah. he, he's... He's playing the second most time on the uh, time on ice last game. Let's yep. let's check. I haven't even looked at any of the other games recently, but it's got to be. Uh, let's see in Florida. Well, he was he, uh, he was the second second uh, highest last night. Um, second highest last night in Florida. He played twenty fucking minutes. He played nineteen fifty six. Yeah, Backlund played twenty two. Um. And Lindholm, also, like Lindholm all, also played twenty two, but like, like nineteen fifty six isn't a third line stat, right? <laughs> nineteen fifty six is a you know is a first line stat. Well, that's right. And, and if you, and if, if you like, look at our our quote unquote first line, like Lindholm last night in in Philly played sixteen eleven, but in that mix. 
was 245 of of uh power play time and 1 minute 21 of of shorthanded time yep opposed to Huberdo which was you know obviously uh, like 40 49 seconds more yeah but he played less power play time and almost a full minute less of of shorthanded time yeah so yeah you you tell me who the top line is Sutter knows that you don't win games without Michael Backlund going. Yeah, exactly. And, and right now, especially with 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 having Coleman on on one side and Huberdo on the other, that's a dangerous line. That is a super hardworking line on yep. all three accounts. And let's be honest, Backlund, you know, he made Kachuk. Yeah, maybe he didn't make Kachuk, but he certainly taught he, Kachuk how to play the game properly, he, right? He, he he taught Kachuk how to come back in the play and make a play. Exactly, I can right? I can assure you of that because he did not do that for the first two years. Yeah, he was just kind of floating around in the neutral zone like an asshole. Yeah, but guys um, like Backlund and. I'm sure that was part of the reasoning why Sutter put uh, Huberdeau with him. Not saying that Huberdeau is not a responsible player because he is, um, but like in the Backlund last, knows two the games, system better than anyone. Hundred percent. I mean, he was drafted by the coach. Yeah, he knows what what Daryl's all about. He knows what his game's all about. And, Absolutely. And so if you wanna if you wanna teach a you know a new person to the organization what the system is. What better way than put him with Backlund? Because Backlund will 100% teach you, you know, inside of four games if you're paying attention and or half intelligent, which he is, right? Like Huberdeau is is benefiting from playing with Backlund right now. Not saying that he's necessarily a better point producer because of Backlund, but he's 100% a better 200-foot player while playing and learning from Backlund. There was a play, was it Florida? I think it was Florida. Oh, the Blake Coleman goal in Florida, um, where Huberto should have had an assist because it came off of his stick. Yeah. But um, when Huberto poked, you know, was engaged in a board battle that he probably wouldn't have been engaged in, in, um, three weeks ago type of thing right and yeah. uh, he was engaged in this board battle and he poked the puck off of buddy's stick and it was a weak ass goal don't get me wrong right but he but then lynn or backland got the puck made the pass over to coleman and coleman shoveled it through the five hole like that wouldn't have happened three weeks ago because yeah, that board battle, you know, Huberto would have been somewhere else, floating, not floating, floating is the wrong word, but he would have been trying to read where the puck was going instead of making the puck go there. That's right. Um, yeah, that's that's a fair assessment for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, it's not because he's lazy or anything like that. It's, it's just because the systems he's played his entire NHL career have been offense first and i think he's starting to learn like how how gaudreau and kachuk did last 
the two two years ago when Souther first came, it took yeah. them a while, right? And like, yeah. Long well, story it, short, who fucking cares what line anyone's on as long as they I don't do I don't number lines. Yeah, I I talk about pairings or 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 three three guys on the line. I don't yeah. I don't I don't put them on a on a number system because. As, there's there's a lot of coaches that are running that way as it is right now. You have to reward uh, players that are putting forth more of an effort in in game time, anyways. Yeah. If if a player or a couple of players are hot, yeah, you keep you put them out on the ice more often, regardless. Yeah. That's just that's just how it is. Right? And like like if you look at, uh, this is just the most obvious. Um, example to me of another team that does it um the Toronto Maple Leafs they right. don't they don't play bunting with with Marner and Matthews all the time they don't play Nylander with them all the time but they play those two together all the fucking time that's a right. pairing that's right they have revolving line mates <clears throat> depending on the situation of the game or, or who's got the hot stick, but those two are always together. That's right. right. Which, I, which is the way I think it should be anyways. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's nice. It's awesome when you have three guys on a line rolling, but it's more rare that you can have three that are gelling hundred percent every game opposed to two that are gelling on yeah. a very regular basis. And like we were fucking spoiled last year. Let's be honest. We were fucking spoiled last year. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, you, you, you can't combine for like the fuck were they like plus one hundred by the end of the season? Like you, Oh more than it was more than that. Like the like, couple of them were plus fifty. Yeah, like that that's just asinine. Yeah. Like that doesn't happen. So anyway, speaking of, of two, two of those guys are gone. So speaking yeah. of pairings, um, are you Let's, are you wanting to talk about uh, pairing from from the cadre line? Yeah, let's let's talk about those uh, two fucking bums. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Beginning of the season, first first couple of weeks for sure, I was singing some pretty high praise and and first saying time how I, I I ever remember you saying anything good about them, right? Um, I I was I was willing to eat my crow. And talk about how how Dylan Dubé has made the next step. It's like he heard me and, and went back to how he's always been. Yeah. Fuck. Um, and he got that goal yesterday, which was yeah. nice. Uh, and it was a good shot and all that type of stuff. But um, to me... He's got to get more than one goal, and he's got to m- make more than one decent play in, uh, in 16, 16 seven. games or so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in in order, you know, to me, it's you know he's got to come out in the next four, five, six, seven games, and you know, maybe not get a goal or get points, but he's got to show why everybody wanted that. DNA line together that the Dubé Manjupani can. That's right. Yeah, coming out the first couple of weeks of the season, that line was great. Sorry, that pairing was great. Manjupani was just kind of there and an extra in in most of that. He Um, was. 
but but the Kadri and Dubé pairing was they worked was really working good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were feeding off each other. I mean, Dubé wasn't necessarily putting the puck in the net, but he was actually working really hard to setting up Kadri, who was putting the puck in the net. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you and I both are in agreement that um, even though we've had. A, a forward sitting out every game so far. Mangiapane has been the worst forward in 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 the organization so far this year. Uh yeah. Uh, I mean, like minus the first four or five games, six games, I guess. Uh, where where Dubé looked good. Dubé is pretty close second, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mangiapane is far and away been the worst fucking. Yeah, forward in the organization, like even all the guys in fucking Stockton, there's Calgary in the yeah <laughs> playing for the Wranglers are they're all I, engaged, they're all doing good. Manjipa, so I have I want to eat crow on something. I've been harping on Manjipani for the last couple of years for not being for not passing because okay. uh, super selfish. Got 35 goals, which is fine uh, last year, but he's always been super selfish and hasn't been able to make plays. And now I see why, because he's been trying to make plays this year and he's just piss poor at it. Yeah. Shoot the puck. Just shoot the puck, please. Just shoot the fucking puck. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't muffin pass it through the center of our zone. So as as you can set up, you know, the the other team like like that play last night was just like, what the fuck was yeah. that? Like so that how was, did he score? Sorry, go. Like that was beyond bad. Yeah, that that pass like like that's something. Okay, you see it in junior because my 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 take on junior forwards is every single one of them are playing for themselves. They. It, especially they want to get drafted. Come, they want to get drafted, especially when it comes to um, international play, because they don't have enough time to really build a chemistry and blah blah blah. And they're young. They're playing for it. points. They're playing for points. So like yeah. they'll they'll skate around with the puck, and then they'll lose the puck, and then they'll do these weird passes in front of in front of their own net, like a dipshit, <laughs> like. <laughs> And then it ends up resulting in a goal. Yeah. But normally, like if you're playing for, say, Team Canada, you have enough firepower support. that, you know, okay, you can, you know, you can Edmonton Oiler your way out of that situation. Yeah. Right. Fine. At the NHL level, there has to come a point, especially what is, what, what is, what season is this now for Mangiapani? Is, is this his fourth? Uh, let me check. No, it's got to be more than that because he's one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, he played ten games his first season and forty-four yeah, so games his second season. Okay, so, forty-four. So we'll say five then. Yeah. For fuck's sake, Andrew. Those are mistakes you cannot make. You can't make that. Them. Was such a bad. Okay, and like. It obviously we're focused in on that bad pizza that he that he served up 
last, that's just, uh, that's last just, night, but but that's just a microcosm of what's been happening. Right. That's the just the, whole the, season. the latest thing, right? Like, it's just, it's every night you can find something like that in his game that just makes him look junior. Yeah. Like, he's, 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 un, he's, he can't match up against NHL players at all. No. In any situation. No. Um, well, there is one situation, and it's the situation he hasn't been using this year. Um, and it's... I'm going to come up with a, a random number because I haven't counted, but I'm going to say about 25 of those 35 goals last year came because he was using his speed, driving the net, outspeeding mm-hmm. the defender, not even deking around the defender, not even fucking muscling a defender off of him just because he can't do that. But <laughs> just say, like, just you... outspeeding the opponent, driving yeah. the net, shoveling a puck in. Yeah. And what he's doing now um is something honestly that uh Gaudreau did all the time, but he was a good at it. Where rush in to the boards, stop, button hook, turn backwards. Gaudreau would make a nice pass. Manjipani smash gets hit off the puck or makes makes a pass out of desperation because he has nothing else to do and serves up a pizza or something like that. Um, and he's been doing it all year. Um, Stop passing the puck, dude. Shoot, shoot it. Rush. It, it, he's, not serving up a, he's not serving up the pizza. He's the bread man. He's serving up breadsticks. Come on. Uh, no, no. No, go with it. No. Just go with it. No. God damn it. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. You know, I don't, and I, I don't even know where that pizza term came from because I love pizza, but I love bread too. So I, I don't know. You know what? I mean, I, I could learn to love me some bread, man. He's serving up a turd. Let's go with that. He's, he's just shitting all <laughs> over the ice. He's just. <laughs> He's creating shitty plays on a, on a regular basis. Yes, he um, he's playing. He's no, he's creating great plays for the opponent. I think really the only final thing to put on that is just playing like shit. Yes, right. Um, he, and... he ha- has been for all of the season and preseason. Like as bad as 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 a couple of the the players were that are playing in in. The, the Wranglers uh dressing him right now during during the preseason, right? Yeah. Manjiapani did not outplay any of them. No. In preseason. Like he literally no. is on the team just because he has an NHL contract, not because he was better than anybody. Five point eight million fucking dollars. Three million do, dollar player. Do you remember what I said when that was signed? You said three million dollar player. Do you remember what I said? I would pay. No. Him? Two I and said, a half, maybe. I said one point eight. No. And I um, everybody I mean, shit on me because he's got thirty five goals at one time that one year. That's just it, right? He had thirty five goals. He's and like I don't think he's ever gonna get back there. And I never thought he was gonna get there. But my whole thing is like, if he did what he's good at. 
Like his career high before that was 18 goals in 56 games. So that prorates to what, like 24, 25, 26, something like that. I think he's, if he plays the game that he played last year with that, he's not playing this year. I think he would be a pretty good 20 to 25, 20 to 23 goal player most years which is perfectly fine and coming up to where the salary cap's going to be in the next few years 5.8 i guess is going to be around a 20 25 goal player it's not it's not fine because he doesn't bring anything else to the game he doesn't so to me it's not fine whatsoever yeah there i can't find a single justification for that contract and i put him at 15 to 20 points at perennial in his Points career. or goals? Goals, sorry. Goals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks Thanks for pointing that out. No, definitely yeah. goals. Yeah. F- 15 to 20 goals does not justify that contract. Yeah. I, I, I go, okay, 18 to 23, I'll go. But yeah, yeah like, and neither of us are obviously a big fan of, of Mangiapane. And the thing about... This whole thing is that DNA line was our best line for the first seven games of the season or whatever, like by a long shot. Uh, partially because Lindholm and Huberto had nothing going on. Um, That's right. Yeah, they're they're sucked, trying to, to trying to figure each other out. You got you got Lindholm playing with two new line mates. You have Defoli playing with two new line mates. You have Huberto playing with two new line mates and a new organization and a new system. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of reasons why that, that line wasn't going. Right? Yeah. And, so, and you know, thankfully Kadri was, was still running hot from, from winning the Stanley cup. Yeah. And Dubé was doing pretty good to, to start there. And the That's whole right. thing here now, now that we've talked about, um, Manjipani and Dubé, um, they're holding Kadri back, but now there's nobody else to put there because the other two lines are doing so good, That's which right. is fine. Don't get me wrong. I like that the other lines are doing good, but this, this whole fucking Dubé, Manjipani, Kadri line is not doing anything. Like Kadri is good at screening on the power play and he's still doing all right but he's kind of disappeared off of the not so much even off the score sheet he's just he's not as noticeable um he's he's not as noticeable because he's not scoring goals but i i still find that his 200 foot game is still on point and he's he's still achieving what he should be that one player on the on that line right the other two are not and so because they're not as productive as far as offense, then it becomes noticeable. No, I think I realize why he's less noticeable for me now, but let me just uh, look at the stat to make sure I'm, I'm correct on this. So game logs. So at the beginning of the season, Oh, there we go. Yeah, he was playing like 17, 19 minutes a night. And I guess he played 19 minutes a night 
Yeah, so there's been a couple games he's been playing like 16, 13, 15. So I guess he's been playing a little bit less, but still, like, I don't know what it is. I'm not noticing it. Like, you know me, I don't only notice players when they're scoring. I'm right. in fact most of the time I notice them more when they're not. <laughs> yeah, um, well, that's why I do, that's why I had to rewatch last night's game because I felt like I missed a lot of weirdness and different plays. I, I had to rewatch it because I was kind of preoccupied watching it on the tablet while it's sitting on the counter and I'm making dinner and doing all that sort of stuff, and and so I I'm I'm kind of the same as you, right? I, it's not it's not really what's happening with the puck. It's I want to go back and watch what's happening with the guys that don't have the puck and where they're at, what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I get what you're saying there. I I 100% get what you're saying there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel those two are like Dubé's fucking missing the the net and. When he's not, he's shooting it right into the fucking crest. And yeah, Mangiapani's trying to make passes he has no business trying to make and make yeah. fancy button hooks that he just falls over on. Or it like he they're so, holding Kadri back. I think so. So basically, what it comes down to is Dubé and Mangiapani are still doing what they've always done. Yeah, got it. So. Except that being except, said, so, except Man- Manjipani's not potting any goals. Right. Which he did at one time in six years. Well, I mean, he's still got 18 and 16 goals in, in different seasons. But right, which is where I put him as his average. Yeah. Which is which is fine, but he's he's not on pace for that. He's got no. two, three. Yeah. Whatever. If so, you so so that puts him on pace for for what like fucking 13 14 goals. Do you know that on on this date which is uh November 22nd of uh 2022 um you've made me think about Mangiapane more than I have in the last two calendar years. Well, I'm Maybe you should pay more attention. No. What I'm saying. Why don't you tell me about the about the grinder line? Now that now that we have uh, unfortunately Richie, our scoring machine, who <laughs> suffered a undisclosed two injuries apparently from uh, from from that incident uh, falling into the net with with uh, <laughs> with. With one of the, with one of the Panthers, um, yeah. What about that line? What do you think of Luch right now? Um, it's funny because he's not like when he first started the season. He was making really nice plays to Richie mostly, but he mm. was like, yeah, Richie was making nice, you know, one timers and scoring, but it was off of Luch's nice passes what's happening now is the work that luch put in then before he made the passes is still happening so he's still doing the board work doing the behind the net work grinding away 
but he's not doing those nice passes anymore. Right. Yeah, um, I feel I feel like and he's not quite as quick as he was to start the season either. That's true. I, I will give you that. The last couple of games, I've noticed a, a bit of a slowing of of Milan for sure. Um, because we were singing some pretty high praise for his, you know, yeah. his his speed. Like, I'm he was our that. best guy on the on the ice for that losing streak for maybe two yeah. or three of those games. He was the best player on the ice. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Not saying not saying that he's the worst guy on the ice right now, but I I want to see some more from from him. I want to see some more physicality from him. Me too. There, oh, fuck, I can't even remember what game that was, but we were talking about it. I think it was the last show. He went and hit like fucking three guys on one shift and somehow got credited for two hits the whole game. Right. But yeah, we yeah. we need we need more of that luch. Yes. Right. You know that's that's what we need. That's I, that's I what drives your grinding line. Is that? Yeah. So Lewis, um, I again. I know people have an issue with Lewis, and I don't care. I don't understand. He, he I think one, people have one hundred percent serves the purpose. With Huber, though. Sure, but I I didn't because same reason they don't have a problem with with Backlund playing with Huberdo. Right. Just, just I was going to say, do those same people call Backlund and and Coleman the third line? Yeah, I'm assuming they do. Yeah. Like, um. But honestly, like Lewis is like making league minimum for a thirty-five-year-old guy who's less. I, th- I think that's less than league minimum, isn't it? It's like seven hundred and something. Yeah, so he's making slightly under that. He's yeah. he's he's responsible in everything he does on the ice. He's a in, fantastic in all, penalty killer. Yeah, in all zones, yeah, he's responsible no with the puck. He's responsible with the puck. He's responsible when he doesn't have the puck. Like I, I mean, aside from the fact that he's not a scoring machine, I don't see any flaws in his game. And the thing, like he's been, he's potted. Like I mean, one of them was an empty nether, but he's potted some pretty nice goals. Mm-hmm. That one, um, I can't remember who who flipped. Oh, it was Backlund that flipped Backlund it to him. on the on and, the. And uh, he deked uh, quick. Was it quick? I think that sounds right because that was that was a penalty kill, right? That was a short end of goal. Yeah, and it was just an absolute beauty of a mm-hmm. of a little deke he made that you, everyone was looking at. Like, is that Trevor Lewis or is that fucking? I, I, but those are those are those little things he'll surprise you with, right? He works his ass off every single game. You know what you're going to get from a hundred percent effort. Pavel Datsuk. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe not quite the skill. Defensive know? responsible, the defensive yeah, yeah. responsible. I see what and, you're saying now. And I see also, a really nice deke that one time. That one time, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, I I once googled Pavel, and a picture of Lewis came up. It was weird. And Lewis was actually the guy that Pavel was going around. That's fine. That's fine. It made him look like a pylon, probably. It's something like that. He was yeah. making the whole other team look like a pylon because that's what Pavel yeah. did. That's right. So that being said, we've gone through the lineup. I'm having a having a good time thinking about uh, our our next matchup, which and uh, Rudy's Rudy is uh, tomorrow or 
today, depending on when you're watching this or depending on when I get my act together and get this show online. Um, playing Pittsburgh on uh, Wednesday night, 5 p.m. Mountain Standard. Um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a matchup. You, Pittsburgh isn't quite the team they were four, five, six years ago, but you can never count out. Yeah, they're not playing well, but you can never count out a team that has Crosby and Malkin, no. right? Um, and followed by uh, by that, we got a back to back getting into the weekend with Friday and Saturday against Washington and Carolina. That's going to be a a pretty tough matchup, and that's going to be where we see what the Flames are truly made of. I don't, I don't count Washington as a really great team right now. That like like obviously they have Ovechkin, but they have nobody else currently. Right. Um, yeah, Camper has been shit. Like like Ovechkin's currently playing with uh, Dylan Strom and somebody like mm-hmm. Oshie's out. Fucking Backstrom's out. Wilson's out. Like everybody's out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. But Ovechkin still, can still pot three any any given day. So yeah, he's going to need somebody to set him up there. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Pittsburgh, Washington, Carolina. Then we come home after a couple of days off, and uh, we're inviting Florida into our barn. Uh, Chucky's returned to the Saddle Dome. I hope everybody's going to be there. Hope everybody's going to be loud and cheering on the Flames for that one. Um, Should be a, a really good game. Let's uh let's go out with a bit of class and uh and and make sure we're cheering loud. There's there's a chance that there might be a video tribute to uh, a former number nineteen. A chance. There's a chance. Um yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to the Carolina game too. There there's a chance that they might get uh Pacioretty back who they got for nothing. Yeah. Um but I think that's the test right there. Even, I mean, even if Pacioretty's not back, but um, that team is just fucking good. Yeah. That team's just that they, they have yeah. probably the best defensive core in the league. They have, I'm, I'm not, I'm really, not a really fan. I'm not a fan of the t- game times for Friday and Saturday, Friday being 12 PM mountain, which sucks. So at noon when you're at work, they're going to be playing, uh, followed by followed by a uh, two p.m. Uh, start on on Saturday against Carolina. So it'd be uh, nice. To, I don't work Friday, but yeah, yeah. But it'd be nice to get back to uh, some normal hours of hockey on uh, on on the following Tuesday. We're hoping to have uh, a really special treat for you guys. Before the Florida, uh, before the Florida game, because we're hoping to get David and, and his guys on our show. Uh, that we were we were on their show last week, uh, just uh, previous to the Florida game uh, on Saturday. So we're hoping to get get David and and uh, uh, one or two guys from from his show as well. I'm just going to try and uh, set up that game against uh, Florida. I'm, I mean, it's like the Florida Flames, right? You got. Matthew Kachuk, you got Sam Bennett, you got Ryan Lomberg. Who else you got on the team? X Flames. There's uh, at least one more. 
Yeah, there is. I, I can't. Can't remember who it is. Anyways. Ryan so, Lomberg's built like a truck, though. He's built like a truck, and he goes down in a heap against Gilbert. Yeah. Who's had three fights in the last three games. What a stud that kid is. He's making a making a quite the case for himself to be our seventh defenseman full time. He's, he's, he's easily um jumped Mackey in the depth charts in, in my agree. opinion, like easily. Um yeah. to the point where I obviously am a huge Stone fan. I love Stone. Yeah. But I'm super comfortable with Gilbert being there right now in in Stone's absence while he's hurt. Yeah. So hopefully they don't rush Stone back. I you know let him heal up so is that he's he's good to go moving forward in the in the season. Um, but yeah, but Gilbert, yeah, much love, kid. You're doing well. He's you know it's not very often you actually see somebody young in that position doing the right things with a coach like Sutter. To be noticed and kind of force him to take him out of the lineup. Yeah, right. I don't we don't think see that Dennis that often that, anymore. That, that young? No, he's not that young. No, he's not that young. He's what 23? 24. 26. Oh wow! I didn't six, actually six two two sixty. Yeah, he's been I believe in the Montreal system for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, Chicago system. Sorry, yeah. my bad. I I actually didn't think he was 26. I honestly would have put him at 24. So that's that's good. So he knows what it takes. Clearly but knows six, what it two, two, sixteen, that's the you know, big big guy. Obviously can fight. We've yep. seen a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, obviously he's much bigger than Lomberg, um, but Lomberg has made himself a a a mark in the NHL by being a guy that will fight anybody. Literally anybody. Yeah, he tried charge, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, it oh, didn't work you out. Could stick Luch on him, and he'd be like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. all right, Flames fans. That being said, thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Armchair GM Podcast. Uh, Dylan and Chris, we're uh, cheering them on against Pittsburgh tomorrow. Go Flames! Go, go Flames! Go! Cheers. <laughs>